Welcome to Mental Wealth for Entrepreneurs podcast, a podcast for resilient entrepreneurs. I'm Katrina Thomas, and today I speak with Janie Reitzen, who's a Tel Aviv-based high-performance coach and the founder of the Solopreneur Space. Janie helps female solopreneurs from all over the world to ditch overwhelm and thrive consistently without burnout through practical tools of energy management and mindset work. So let's welcome Janie to the studio and listen to her story now. Hi, Jenny. Hi, Katrina. Thank you for having me. I'm so glad you you had time to come to the podcast. This podcast is about resilient entrepreneurs, and I think you are one of those entrepreneurs. But just uh, before we start sort of discussing um, different um, aspects such as mindset and energy management, which... I'd love to know more about. Could you just tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? How did you become a high-performance coach and a happiness coach? I've never met one. So just a little bit about your journey. So um, I started as an architect. I studied architecture, and I've been an architect working at a small firm here in Tel Aviv, Israel, for about a decade. And I love that. I love design. Um, but something wasn't feeling right. I, it didn't feel like it was my true purpose in life. And uh, myself struggling with all kinds of mental health issues and wasn't really happy with what I was doing, kind of started this personal development uh, journey, started um, reading all the books about personal development, listening to podcasts, going to lectures, uh, started writing my own blog about personal development called The Leisure Hacker, just sharing my inter, um, my ideas, my understanding of personal development, ways to hack leisure and kind of cultivate happiness. And as the time went by, I got more and more into the personal development world. I got certificate as a happiness coach. And with the time, I realized that what I want to do is help people cultivate happiness in their lives. And entrepreneurship is one of the best ways for personal development in my eyes. So now I help entrepreneurs, basically mostly early stage entrepreneurs, um, to get things done to without burnout, to cultivate happiness. Um, I'm a high performance coach and I know, don't coach on happiness because um, as an Enneagram 3, I'm a doer. I know how to get things done. I'm a planner. I take all my knowledge from architecture and from planning, and I kind of switched it to entrepreneurship, and now that's what I help people with today. Yeah. I mean, you said you, it's, it's been, you've been um, an architect for a decade. I mean, it's quite a move, isn't it, from the corporate career? And you, you were quite a successful um, architect as well. I, I came across some, some uh, interesting, you know, award for, for your design, you know, for your architectural design. And it's, I mean, 12 years is, is, is quite, a, quite a career, isn't it? So what, what really, you said you weren't happy, but um, what was the, cha- the, the, the challenge you had moving from the corporate career into entrepreneurship? 
Oh, that is a quick, great question. I feel like it's a very big mindset shift. Um, a lot of the times people, when they switch, I did a big switch because I also not only switched to entrepreneurship from corporate world, I also switched my profession. But a lot of the time people think that is enough to be good at what they do and love what they do and kind of become an entrepreneur. But entrepreneurship, it takes a lot more than just being good at what you do and your zone of genius as the as it's called it's more about running your business being a business owner facing all the struggles like imposter syndrome and time planning and planning and time management and comparison and everything that comes from entrepreneurship so um for me i think that is why part of the reason i love being a high performance coach because i started as an entrepreneur i quit my job i started a social enterprise related to the architectural world. It was still, uh, it was um, reusing underutilized safe spaces in the city. It was really in the safe zone of architecture, but kind of dipping my uh, foot into the entrepreneurship bottle. And I realized that the most, the, the thing I struggled most with was mindset. And once I kind of learned how to, I don't want to say overcome it, but reduce the anxiety and the stress that comes with entrepreneurship, learning how to do all the mindset shift, manage my energy and not my time. I realized that this is this is the big issue with entrepreneurs. And that's why I, I love helping others with that. Yeah. Not, not, thank you for <laughs> explaining. But, you know, you mentioned the mindset and uh, you mentioned the struggles entrepreneurs have when they, uh, you know, um, Start, you know, working for for themselves on on their business, and again, there's a increasing evidence um, about the impact of well, there there is a relationship between the mental health conditions and entrepreneurship, and just like you said, you know, you end up having anxiety and and stress because you keep just working and uh, for yourself and uh, you always sort of at the beginning of of your entrepreneurship journey. The money is, is is a big issue, right? You have to figure out how to start making sales and and stuff like that. But you know, you mentioned the mindset. Uh, how would you define the mindset, and wh- what is the mindset, and what is the right m- mindset for the entrepreneurs to have? Oh, that is a great question. I feel like um, entrepreneurs, first of all, need to learn how to fail. I think failing and getting up is a huge part of this journey. As a um, recovering perfectionist myself, I had to learn to let go of the nitty-gritty details, having everything uh, perfect, and just let it go and take action. And I feel like this is a huge part of entrepreneurship. Taking action, trying things, taking messy action, trying, failing, getting up again, taking again action. There's I think uh, what people sometimes misunderstand about entrepreneurship, they think it's like a linear journey. We start, we set a goal, we work really, really hard, and then we get And I see it as a circular process. We set goals, we plan them, we implement, take action, we reassess, we see what's working, what's not working, we set other goals. It's just a process, and we need to keep going because it's it's endless, that, that journey. 
endless. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you mentioned, it, yeah, it is. Uh, well, it seems like, yes, it's endless. <laughs> but, uh, and uh, yeah, I was ch chatting to Michael Freeman, who published several papers about the mental health. And he said, yeah, entrepreneurs have this bug in them. And sometimes even when they're failing one business, they're already in the process of starting a new one. <laughs> and they're already kind of planning their, their, their next venture. But, you know, you said, um, you know, you have to kind of learn how to fail. But uh, what was your biggest failure in the last couple of years? And how did you overcome it? Um, I think every failure, and this is the other uh, part, is just a learning experience. I don't try not to see setbacks as failures, but just as opportunities to yeah and to pivot and to change um i i have to say that i not sure maybe it's just my perspective of things but i don't see anything big failure in my future so the social enterprise i started uh didn't work out didn't work out as i planned but i feel like it's just um it was a redirection to where i am today so it was a great opportunity to learn about entrepreneurship get into that community, learn kind of the what I didn't want to do and what I did want to do. It, it gave me a lot of clarity about around my business. And I feel like clarity is also a huge part because sometimes we think we want to do something and we don't understand the, the consequences of that business we're starting. And um, the social enterprise was really in one place and it made me realize I don't want to run a big company. I want to solopreneur. I want to work from home that and have an online business that allows me to travel. And this is kind of what pushed me into coaching into an online space and now creating a space that it's online for entrepreneurs like me. And I feel like it's, it was just a good switch. Yeah. But you know, you mentioned also um, being a perfectionist. And did you say recovering perfectionist? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <as well. laughs> Is there such a thing as recovering perfectionist? Can you actually <laughs> stop being a perfectionist? Other than I think you can. I think it's just a realization that if you wait until things are perfect, if you wait until the timing is perfect or the timing is right, you're never going to get anything done. You're just going to be stuck in that place of, redoing your brand colors and retweaking your copy for your website and rewriting every post hours and hours and not getting anything done and part of entrepreneurship is doing things and trying and again taking messy action and you can't be a perfectionist it's i feel like perfectionists and procrastinators are cousins and a lot of the time people think it's a great thing to be a perfectionist because you're very meticulous and you're yeah. trying to make everything perfect. But I feel like it's one of the things that hold uh, entrepreneurs back from success a lot of the times. So yeah. Yeah, I'm working on that and I, I, I declare myself as a recovering perfectionist. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, I mean, on your website, you know, in your coaching program, you have like three pillars. You have mindset, uh, you have the energy management and also happiness so under your mindset you talk about uh, dealing with procrastination perfectionism 
you know, procrastination, like the other, other are some practical strategies uh, entrepreneurs can, uh, you know, use to stop them from pro procrastinating. Because again, sometimes timing is everything when it comes to entrepreneurial activity. Yeah, time is a very important factor. So how can um, business owners uh, stop themselves from procrastinating? Oh, this is the, the big question. I think uh, it has, I have two answers for that. I feel like, um, first of all, procrastination, a lot of the time comes from uh, mindset blocks, from fear, from something that, from limiting beliefs, from something internally that's blocking us. Yeah. And we kind of figure out what's stopping us, whether it's fear, whether it's fear of judgment, fear of failure, whether it's uh, lack of self-worth or self-confidence. And we really need to deep, dig deep inside and try to figure this out and kind of work at whether we're the therapist or a coach or a mentor or a friend or by ourselves, but just to figure it out. And the more practical part of it is really set ourselves, set really, really smart, specific goals, plan them out and schedule it, create deadlines for ourselves and actually um, create the best circumstances for us to succeed. Um, scheduling tasks, uh, planning, managing our time better. It's kind of hard to get into it on. It's a hard question to answer. <laughs> like mindset issues are a lot of cause for procrastination and uh, poor um, goal setting and planning for ourselves. We can schedule times to um, perfect our performance and then kind of prevent procrastination as we go along. Yeah. I mean, it's with with the mindset. Uh, sometimes, you, you know, how do you get rid of this voice in your head telling you, you know, you know, you're not doing the right thing or, you know, the, the internal critic, how do you get rid of that little voice inside of your head? And how do you change your negative mindset into a more positive one? So through practice, we can definitely reprogram yeah. our mind, um, even on the subconscious level. And that is what I do in my coaching. Um, just working on our self-worth and our, our confidence will help with that uh, self-critic and also just um, taking action yeah what kind of separating that inner critic that inner voice from who we are from our self-worth and learning how to take action despite of this fear despite of this uh, what am I not good what if I'm not good enough what if it's the wrong kind of move what if what if it doesn't work out so kind of separating that and working on our self-worth through uh, affirmations, through um, uh, all kinds of practices of, you mentioned happiness, but positive psychology as well. Um, yeah. yeah. So how long have you been um, a founder of the solopreneur space? Um, is it so the solopreneur space um, has been uh, running for three months now. Three months, okay, yeah. yeah. But, uh, before that, you had um, uh, the the leisure hacker. You you still well. You're looking at you know you you offered the coaching now because the solopreneur space is a membership program, right? Yes. So so you've been a coach for how many years? 
now for um, about a year and a half now. A year and a half. Okay. So, what was the greatest sort of challenge since since the the, the start since you've be begun coaching? What was the greatest challenge uh, you've had uh, as as a solopreneur? I think for me, again, like I said. Um, I did a coaching certificate. I started doing workshops here in Tel Aviv, started coaching people. Free. And I've um, been developing my coaching method, I feel like, for years, even before I became a coach. But the hard part for me was the business part, learning about marketing, learning about sales, learning how to run my business and not just be good at coaching and my zone of genius, but actually being good as a business owner and um, just everything that comes with that sales, Instagram content, yeah. everything that comes with being an online entrepreneur was a struggle for sure. Yeah. Well, how do you, you said with solopreneurs, overwhelm is, 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 is a big problem, right? Because you have to learn so many things and sometimes you're just like out of your comfort zone and, um, there, are, there is so much to learn. How do you stay on top of things? How do you stay on top of things as a founder? Uh, how do you know what to learn next and what to focus on? I think um, having a clear vision of what I want for myself and what I want for my business and what I want for the solopreneur space really helped me with the overwhelm. And this is also what I teach because there's so much going out there in the online world, in the entrepreneurship world. We all, uh, as beginners, sin with... Um, shiny syndrome object shiny object syndrome we see and we want we want to have a podcast and we want to do emails and we want to facebook and we want instagram and we want to start a new program and do this and do this and then we get lost and overwhelmed with everything that's going on and i feel like having a very very clear vision for what we want for ourselves um for our business i feel like our business should support our lifestyle uh a lot in the entrepreneurial world because we want lifestyle businesses, businesses that support our lifestyle and being really clear about what we want. Do we want to travel? Do we want to spend time with our kids in the afternoon? How many hours do we want to work a day? How is our business going to uh, operate? Are we uh, running big programs? Are we just doing one-on-one? -on -one? Just being really, really clear and kind of steer our business into it, into this one step at a time. And I feel like this is what helped me uh, found the idea of the solopreneur space. I feel like this is what I wished I had three years ago when I started as an entrepreneur. Just that guidance and that support and that community not doing things on your own. Because like you said, it's so overwhelming and you kind of get lost in everything that's on there. And having that um, container really, really helps. Yeah, no, I agree with you because there's so many experts and they say, oh, you have to, <laughs> if you just follow this strategy, you can make so much money. And then, you know, when you just start, uh, start, start a business, it's, it's, it's easy. Uh, I, you know, a few years back, I was... Um, I started an Amazon business. I, I well, I closed my business a few years later. But when I started my Amazon business... I just signed up for all sorts of programs and I even purchased some of the <laughs> some of the tools I've never even tried. And uh, now I started kind of digging through, you know, 
what I did back then. And then I was like, why on earth? You know, I just paid so much money for this program or, or that program or this 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 funnel creation. And I've never actually used it. And it's it's so important to be very focused on, like you said, you know, have smart goals and then be very strategic about what you want how you want to get there and because it, it, again it's easy to just get lost in uh, you know tons of information you get online free as well as paid and um, yeah so for, for small business owners it's, it's important to be focused but uh, you know you mentioned the time management um, how what can uh, solopreneurs do to manage their time? Because many people, they just start something as a side hustle and they have full-time jobs and they have families and they do things in the evening. So how can they manage better their time and, and be more focused on their business to achieve the best results? I'm going to say something controversial. I don't think they should manage their time. I think they should manage their energy. And the reason for that is time is a finite resource. We all have 24 hours. And especially when we have a nine to five job, a family, our life, and we're starting a business, time management can also only get us so far because um, there's a limited, enough, a limited amount of hours during the day. When we manage our energy, is it's a totally different thing. When we manage our energy... Energy is infinite and we can, with the right actions, we can create um, more energy and then we can do more in less time and be very, very focused and effective um, and not productive. I think like time management teaches us how to make the most of every hour of the day, but um, energy management helps us be efficient and work smarter and not harder. Because a lot of the time, people use time management to just cramp up more and more and work more. And in the end, we're tired, we're exhausted. It takes a toll on us mentally, emotionally, physically. And this is not the point in entrepreneurship in my eyes. We create our own businesses, not just to have that freedom and that money, but also to enjoy our lives. This is how I see it. And I feel like with time, with energy management, it's... This is how we can achieve that. Yeah. No, that, 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 I, I guess this is the first time I hear this concept of energy management. And I know this is your signature program, <laughs> you know, um, component, right, of the program. But uh, can you just tell us a little bit, uh, maybe just how can we uh, manage energy do we need to sleep eight hours to be refreshed <laughs> or, or, or is something to do with the physical exercise so that is a great question yeah okay a little a little <laughs> so energy management energy actually has four components which is physical energy emotional energy mental energy and spiritual energy so the physical part is the easiest part to understand this is like you said we all know that it's uh, sleeping well, it's resting, it's our nutrition, our exercise. This is taking care of our physical energy. But besides our physical energy, we have emotional energy and mental energy we can manage in order to be more efficient and get more done. And 
emotional energy is basically the quality of our energy is how we manage our emotions according to situations it's our ability to be creative and to make good decisions as we go and i feel like it's key for entrepreneurs especially in stressful situations mm-hmm. so a lot of the time we get into a really really stressful situation and we kind of lose it we don't know what to do we're really stressed we're anxious and end up either not doing some anything or doing making wrong decisions just because we're really really stressed and hectic when we manage our energy in a better way we can make sound decisions no matter what the situation and we can do it through meditation we can do it through journaling we can do it through um exercise as well um really really being aware of our personality type can really be beneficial for example like you said i don't believe in one size fits all because we're all different people if we're introverted for example so we uh re-energize by being alone by contemplating our thoughts maybe journaling meditation just being with ourselves if we're extroverted we might re-energize with other people in social situations So we need to be really aware of who we are, what we need, and how can we re-energize. And um, our mental energy is our ability to focus. And like you said, focus is a key for entrepreneurs. And again, we can do it through breathing techniques. We can do it through all kinds of ways and just harness our energy in order to be able to do whatever we want wherever we want for how long we want it because this is like the purpose being able to sit down and just be creative uh whenever we want and we need to the the beauty of energy management this is why i love and i'm so passionate about this concept is that once we manage our energy all the time it's like a lot of the time people say like i'm gonna work all week i'm gonna work 16 hours a day And then I'm going to rest the weekend or then I'm going to take a vacation and I rest. And I say it doesn't work like that. It's like saying I'm not going to eat throughout the week and then I'm going to eat on the weekend. It doesn't work like that. The same with energy and self-care. If we kind of switch our thoughts and uh, perceive self-care with the same importance as our business tasks and learn how to re-energize throughout the day, we can get more things done sustainably and not uh, fatigue ourselves and not get to burnout really fast. And that happens to a lot of entrepreneurs. No, thank you so much. I mean, it's 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 fascinating. And uh, yeah, w- w- what you are saying it may- makes a lot of sense, uh, actually. Yeah, forget about the time. If you have a lot of energy and positive energy, you can achieve things in a shorter period of time, right? And, uh, you know, I've, I've, I've read somewhere that, for example, you know, Elon Musk, he's working like 100 hours a week and he sleeps like five hours uh, or something like that, four or five hours per night. And you just think how how he's uh, how he can achieve so much by having so, so, so little sleep and, you know, how, how can you work so, so many hours? But then again, I, I guess maybe five hours is enough. And then he he's basically because he is driven maybe by the, this positive energy to, I don't know, um, driven by by vision. It's something that helps him to stay more energized. But yeah, that that makes a lot of sense actually. <laughs> it's um, yeah, definitely. But um, 
you know, you um, you also a happiness coach, right? Yeah, uh, and you you just eradicate this positivity and 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 happiness and uh, it, it's it's really a pleasure talking to you but have you have you ever had any men, mental health struggles in the past oh i did i i feel like uh people who see me today can't really um imagine the person i was a few years ago and i feel like with personal development and obviously therapy but also tools of positive psychology really helped me be optimistic, be happy. I used to struggle with anxiety a lot, all of the time. I was burning myself out in my work, uh, really, really tired, uh, anxious all of the time, and just had a different outlook on life. And I feel like this journey of personal development really literally saved my life. And I think like I really believe um, we can change. Nothing is permanent. Uh, obviously, I'm not talking about chronic mental illness. Mm -hmm. Situation can be bettered with tools of positive psychology, through therapy, through coaching, whatever um, help we can get. Um, but uh, yeah, thank you. I've not always been this positive person that I am. And I feel like Practicing gratitude all the time really, really helps. Um, just because we, if we're not happy with what we have, we'll never be happy with more. And entrepreneurs always want more and more, more money, more clients, more bigger. Yeah. I feel like just taking the time and pausing and being grateful for what we have uh, really kind of switched things for me. And it sounds really little, like a small thing, but it really makes a huge difference. Yeah, but do you have uh, bad days sometimes? Of course, everybody has bad days. So, so how do you stay uh, motivated? How What keeps you going? How do you stay motivated? Um, that's the first part of uh, energy management, which is spiritual energy. And I think it's really related to the example you gave about Elon Musk. And spiritual energy doesn't have to do with religion it can be if we want to but it's more of a connection to a higher purpose and that is what keeps us re-energized and i feel like this is what keeps elon musk operating and doing these great things and also yeah. for me i feel like seeing my bigger purpose and seeing my vision and knowing i want to help people and knowing mm -hmm. um, just having that purpose i feel like that's what keeps me motivated in the harder days just seeing the big picture and my goals and kind of keep working towards them yeah so uh you know since 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 the beginning of your in well uh, since the beginning of your entrepreneurial journey was you had to do a lot of self-development and, and and learning uh but what was your uh biggest mistake um you know as an entrepreneur uh what can you tell say starting entrepreneurs what advice can you give starting entrepreneurs uh to avoid a mistake uh they're about to, to make because again you you've started you you've done your journey already you know for for a year and a half nearly two years but what was the biggest mistake and how would you what what advice would you give to the starting entrepreneurs to overcome you know to um to not um 
make that mistake. <laughs> I'm losing my my my. Um... <laughs> I think we're both today. You know, we have. Yeah. <laughs> No, it's, 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 um, I feel like it's a hard topic to talk about in a, in a few seconds. <laughs> and it's really, really getting deep. But I feel like if, um, if I could give myself three years ago an advice, I would say, first of all, have clarity about what I want and how I want it. And because, like you said, there are so many things out there, there's so much information. And I feel like the great part of entrepreneurship, which is also like the biggest struggle for entrepreneurs, there's so many options. And then we get really, really overwhelmed by everything. And I feel like I would have saved a lot of time. I don't regret the journey I did, but I feel like I would have saved a lot of time if I would just like sit down and be really, really clear and honest with myself about what I want to do, what kind of business I want to have. And just go for it instead of trying to do what other people are doing, what other people expected me to do. And the second advice is not doing it alone. We're all very, very fiercely independent. We think we know better. We think we can do it on ourselves. And I feel like when I started, I kind of wanted to prove maybe to myself, to others that I can make it on my own. But getting help or getting a mentor or a coach or a business advisor or whatever you can, um, just to help you, I feel like it's a sign of strength and not a sign of weakness. And I wish I kind of realized that early on in the in my journey. Yeah. Do you have any uh, family members or close friends who are also entrepreneur, or is it just you? Uh, no, my family is very, very old school, uh, old fashioned. And I didn't have any friends that were entrepreneurs today in my journey, in the community I've built in a solopreneur space, in my online space. I've met a lot of really, really good friends and supportive people that are entrepreneurs because I feel like other people, and it's funny to say, but it, they just don't get the struggles that comes with entrepreneurship if they're not in that. They can they can be supportive and I have very great supportive system my my parents my family my friends really understand this journey um like under entrepreneurs and I feel like community is very very important in that process yeah no no you you're quite right because I've had conversations with other female entrepreneurs and they say you know sometimes you know if their partners are not also entrepreneurs it's very it's very actually hard to um for them to understand what they're going through because entrepreneurship is is can be can be quite lonely and you have to have some kind of a network of you know f- uh, you know other entrepreneurs uh friends or, or mentors to help you through but uh yeah that that brings me to another sort of question about your solopreneur space program uh could you just Talk about uh, a little bit about the program and and why is it important important for solopreneurs um, to have a high performance coach? Uh, so the solopreneur space is actually a membership and not a program. Oh, okay. And the reason for it is I feel like a lot of the times, and I've done business coaching programs and a lot of programs, but the fact is that a lot of the time we go to a program, we learn a lot of things. But then the hard part is actually implementing that information we already have. 
we know what we're supposed to do, but we're just not doing it. And that is why the solopreneur space is, that's why I love it. It's an ongoing membership. It's a very, very low ticket, but high touch container for people who can't afford a full-time coach, but can have that support for me, that guidance from high performance coach, a community of like-minded women and uh, accountability, which I feel like is key in getting things done. And the solopreneur space actually provides all of that for solopreneurs. It's, it's what I started it because this is what I wish I had when I was starting a mentor that could guide me through all this overwhelmment of the beginning, a community of supportive ladies. And we have amazing, amazing female entrepreneurs there. And just accountability. We have weekly accountability threads that I go to, I check in the beginning of the week. I help set goals and intention. We do it weekly. And I check by the end of the week to see progress because I feel like it's not just setting the goals and doing the work. It's also the most important part is going back, seeing what worked, what didn't work and kind of keep that going. Like we said in the beginning, it's a circular process. It's just not like a linear one. And um, yeah, and I, I just, I, I love the container. I feel like it's bringing me so much joy and I love the community. So yeah, but just like you mentioned, it's, it, it's making someone to actually, um, yeah. And I guess with coaching, how do you, how do you make people to actually, work and <laughs> and achieve those results because again their results is is your you know reviews and the feedback on the work you do right and then so so how do you motivate those people to to achieve their best i mean that 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 can be quite a struggle isn't it for for coaches yeah it's not easy especially in a group setting but uh we do it in a couple of ways so first I do monthly workshops where I teach my signature framework of getting done. I have my method that I teach during the workshops. We have calls twice a month that I keep people accountable. And then we do like hot seat coaching. We really dig deep if we have something uh, limiting beliefs or mindset blocks, or if there's something that's blocking us, we talk about it. We try to figure that out. And we have a, 24 seven community on Facebook. So I have Monday motivation to keep people going. We have a huge library of personal development resources, um, workbooks, the accountability threads. And the, the thing about this membership, and that is what I love most about it, that it's ongoing. It's not like we have a month or three months that we go, we learn something we do and we finish it. We, it's an ever, never ending process because I believe that running a business is a marathon. It's going to do it for the rest of our lives and mindset work and personal development isn't something you can do once and be done with that. It's not, you can, you can't meditate for one day and say like, okay, I feel better the same way you can't, you can't do anything once and be successful over that. It's an ongoing process. And that is why the support of the solopreneur space is ongoing and is kind of guiding you hand by hand throughout this journey. And we talk things through and we cheer each other on and it's just an amazing community. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, I'm going to actually drop the link to, to your solopreneur space. And I, I guess, yes, it, 
you know, I'm, I'm sure there are other listeners that perhaps went through the same struggle as you when you just started your your business and needed that that sort of support. So definitely, they can check you out. But um, uh, you know, I guess another question I want to ask you is uh, is is to do with the current sort of situation. I know a lot of businesses they're pivoting and they had to rethink their business models because of the COVID pandemic. How's the business been? Your business has been during this, this difficult time. And um, would you advise people who perhaps lost their jobs to give entrepreneurship a try um, during this uncertain time? Um I feel like for me, my business just um, actually grew in this past few months. Um, most of my business, all of my business is online, and um, what wasn't online, I moved online. Our community is worldwide, and I feel like, especially in times of like pandemic, community support, mindset work, personal development—it's even more important than ever. Just keeping yourself accountable, keeping yourself motivated and supported is crucial during this time. Uh, if I recommend people to try entrepreneurship, um, I have to say yes and no. Um, I feel like entrepreneurship is is hard. I'm not going to say it's it's amazing. It's it's the, the greatest thing I've ever done, but it's not for everybody. And I see a lot of people that struggle with that. And I feel like if you're not very, very passionate about that. And if it's not the thing you want most, so I wouldn't recommend people. I don't think everybody should become an entrepreneur. Not, and it's not for everybody. You really need to have resilience. You need to have grit. You need to have that drive, that purpose that drives you. And if you're just doing it for, because you think it's going to be easy or you think you're going to make a lot of money, I think I think no, I wouldn't recommend it to anybody. Yeah, overnight success just takes about seven years. <laughs> yeah, it's it's, exactly. it's true. Yes, it's it's just people don't don't see all the hard work behind uh, successful companies, and and sometimes it's just years of struggle and not having clients and not not you know having people understanding your vision but actually pushing through through the difficult times thank you so much and uh yeah i guess it's it's not right or wrong answer it's just whatever you feel personally as the right thing to do but uh but i guess the the, the next sort of question i want to ask is um just going back to the sort of managing your own sort of um mental well-being how do you relax how do you um re well recharge what, what's your personal strategies to keep your mental health in check um so i feel like there's no uh one way for people to re-energize and it's really personal for me i have a morning routine that i keep every morning and really keeps me balanced um, i journal every day um, I practice gratitude, I do my affirmations, and I start my morning with that. So I, I will have that energy throughout the day. And um, part of my energy management strategy is actually scheduling throughout the week things that re-energize me. For me, it's going to the beach. I love the beach. I love the sunshine. Uh, it's meeting with friends um, at least 
once or twice a week just to be around positive people and, and exercise. I try to exercise at least twice or three times a week. And it's going to keep me, it's not only for my physical health, it's also for my mental health. So this is my basic strategy. No, it's cool. Thank you so much for sharing this. And I guess to, just to wrap up, um, obviously, the, you know, our audience are female entrepreneurs. Uh, so, and we know, you know, females that they're, they're likely to have depression, late, you know, depression and anxiety. What advice would you give to female entrepreneurs specifically? To female entrepreneurs? Um, I feel like if you said, um, if we go to depression and anxiety, I think like reach out, don't be alone in that. Uh, reach out for the help you think you need. If it's um, a therapist or a coach or a support group or a friend, just don't go through this alone. I feel like it's key, especially like you said, female entrepreneurs, we we think we, we need to do it on our own. We need to be independent and fierce and, and not ask for help. And I feel like that vulnerability and that ability to get support is a strength. And I would I wish everybody would see it this way and kind of reach out to whatever support you need. Don't be afraid to outsource. Don't do everything. Yeah, on your- that's it. That's the word. <laughs> that's the word no thank you so much for coming to the show and uh yeah i i, I wish your solopreneur space um all the success and y- you're doing great job and you make people happy i mean i, I actually read energized just by talking to you <laughs> thank you so much thank you so much for having me i had a great time thank you thank you Janie. thank Bye. you Thank you for listening to this episode of Mental Wealth Entrepreneurs Podcast. I hope you enjoyed this show. Please send me any comments or feedback. If you're an entrepreneur and want to share your story, please contact me. The link is in the podcast show notes. Also, please see the social media links and uh, links to offers from my guests on the podcast notes. This podcast is sponsored by Smart Octopus Voice Agency, who create chatbots and voice skills on Amazon Alexa and Google Assistant. So I'm really excited uh, to tell you that this podcast is now available as an Alexa skill. Uh, So you can search for resilient entrepreneur uh, skill and enable it as a flash briefing. So that's all for me. Um, I wish I wish you good mental health and you are just one mind hack away. Till next time. <laughs>